Hello there, welcome along to episode 53 of the Empire Strikes Back, a UK New York Yankees podcast. I'm Kev, I'm hosting tonight and I'm saying, happy to say I'm joined by three of my colleagues, so in no particular order. How you doing Rob? I'm very well mate, yourself? I'm good, I'm good. Had better we'll weeks, be I'm good. We're, yeah. we're, 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 ready to, we're ready to pod, we've got beer in hand and looking at Jack's lovely long luscious locks. And uh, he's got more hair than the three of us put together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're a good one. Yeah. And I might as well bring Jack in now since you've given him that intro- introduction. <laughs> the very hirsute Jack Brown. How are you, mate? Not bad, Kevin. But yeah, it's um, what, three months worth of hair, or no haircuts has got to this point. So I'm just going to ride it out and wait for the hairdressers to open. But yeah, it's, uh, getting long. It's getting long. <laughs> Was it a struggle getting headphones over it? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you've had a hat on the last few podcasts. I have, so yeah, I, I thought I'm just going just gonna to do it and it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> and then going from, from the very hirsute Jack to the complete opposite with Chris, how you doing, mate? I was fine until that. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, like I think anyone could have guessed that you were talking about me like when, when, when we did the average of hair. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, but yeah, I suppose um, at least I can get a hat on my head. Whereas you know, Jack just would really struggle unless he's got one of those huge, huge extendable ones. Yeah. But, but but it's talking of haircuts or lack of them. My haircut was done by a, a really a, like a two and a half hour beard razor attack to my head, and wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's it'd be glad you can only see the front on Zoom, <laughs> and, you, and that you... most people can only hear it. <laughs> As you can probably tell, my missus has been doing mine, and I don't have a lot left either. But um, she's actually doing not a bad job. That's uh, I can't complain. Having said that, the reason Jack's hair's got so long since the last time we've seen him is it's been twenty five days since we released the last podcast, and I think it took a few days for me to get it edited and get it out. So, apologies for the delay. Although the time was filled wonderfully by the Empire Strikes book. Such an amazing, name, wasn't it? Such an amazing name. name. Great name. That was great show as well. Really, a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun to do. I've got to admit, it was really, it was really enjoyable. Pretty much wasted on me, if I'm being honest, because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't read many books, but it was, it was an enjoyable listen. And the good thing is, there's about ten books we didn't mention. You know, it's unbelievable. You know, there were so many books that we could have got on for about. Another, like, as soon as we finished recording, there was about another ten books jumped into my head. I was like, ah, oh, shit. I Episode two. Yeah. Funnily enough, I was so. literally talking to Helen today about books, generally, just generally, because we, we swapped a few books over the, the last few months. So, uh, yeah, we were just uh, exchanging notes on the books that we, we shared. Yeah, and there's been quite a few new guys have joined the Facebook page um, in the past week or so, maybe maybe the past two weeks. And there's definitely some guys asking about books on there. So hopefully they'll give it a listen and get some recommendations and, and get into it. But... Yeah, it's good to see all the new guys on the on the Facebook page. Welcome if you're listening. We have recommended you listen to the podcast. It's nice to see some enthusiasm. And, you know, there's one guy, I think his name is Michael. I should have checked this before I came on. But um, he was like, sorry for asking annoying questions. You're like, come on, mate, we're right. all there. We've all been there, yeah. man. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. not annoying anyone. We can enjoy that. Yeah. And everybody loves sharing their experiences with you. So don't, don't be shy Absolutely to ask. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah um, so... What have we got to catch up on? As we say, it's been a long time since the last podcast. I think we're going to keep it pretty deal with the re- recent stuff. So um, 
We'll have a look at spring training and the top prospects list has just came out. I think it was today, actually, so that's hot off the press. But I think the first thing we need to talk about is the not-so-good news that we got um, the other day, which it could have been worse, I suppose, but Zach Britton has went down with an elbow injury. It's going to require surgery. I believe it's a, it's a bone chip in his elbow. So the, the prognosis at the moment is four to six weeks. Now, I don't know if that's four to six weeks to get him back on the mound or that's just the f- first recovery and then he has to rehab after that. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Well, it's because it's, it's, it's the Yankees. It's four to six weeks to the power of three normally <laughs> with us. Um, yeah. And something, you know, and then he's going to injure himself playing Xbox uh, in the meantime. And so, but it's just so... I mean, we, we know... We know as Yankees fans, and I, I should imagine all teams feel this, you, you know you're getting nearer to the start of baseball when your players start getting injured. It, yeah. just, it, just, means, it just means that opening day is coming round to us a bit more. But and we were, for me, I was really looking forward to Britain this year, obviously with Otto going. So I was thinking, big year, big year for, for Zach Britain this year. And as soon as you think that, you've you pretty much cursed his career, and you really. But it, it does seem it, it, it's not like it's Tommy John or anything like that. It's just it's an inconvenience, and I'd rather it happen. I don't know about you guys. I'd rather it happen now at this time of year uh, than, than later on in the season, assuming that it doesn't happen <laughs> again later on in the season. Yeah, I think it was everyone's first thought straight away, wasn't it? Elbow injury, oh, MRI scan. It's going to be Tommy John, but. Thankfully, it seems like that's not the case. I know you were thinking that, Jack. Yeah, you see, um, in his throwing elbow discomfort, and you think, I, I, you, you assume the worst, don't you? So, mm. get um, a, a six to eight weeks, as I think, I think that's just just to be able to start throwing again. You can tack on another probably three or three or four onto that as well. So you're looking a good good couple of months at least. Um, as as Rob said, it's great that it's the start of the spring training really it's um do we are we really going to miss him this early in the season obviously we will miss him but we i think we can last out early on in the season without him so as long as he's back sort of sort of firing by mid-season playoffs that's when you really want him you, you, you it's, it's if you had to have it this is the time you really want this to happen yeah Chris, I've seen some interesting chat about how we would cover for him. And there was some talk of the idea of running a six-man rotation, let Cole go every five days, but add Garcia in there and run me a six-man rotation um, until he's back. What do you think about that? I, I, I don't see it happening, to be honest. I, 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 I see a five-man rotation and that's all I see. Um, and I don't see it really giving us any benefit to be honest, um, I think put maybe some of the the starters that that are coming up, maybe put them in the bullpen to to supplement it. Maybe, but yeah. th- I mean we've got such depth at that position anyway that whilst Zach Britton for me is one of the best relievers we have, the depth is there, um, and I, I'm not as as we all said I, I'm not massively concerned about it at this early stage of the season if he doesn't come back by sort of july august then i start to worry yeah. um but yeah I'm, I'm not really fussed so the, the the theory that they were saying behind it is if you if you ran with a six-man rotation but kept cole on his 
is um, normal five-day rotation, then you limit the innings of tie-on and Kluber by doing that, which could have benefits somewhere down the line. I, I'm not sure how, how that would be beneficial, to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. You want them fit and ready and able for the postseason. Yeah. Fact, particularly Kluber. Um, but at the same time, if they're putting us in position to win games um, and get on top of that division, I'd rather have them pitching. Yeah. I mean, what have we got? We've got, we've got Chapman, Green, um, O'Day, Justin Wilson. Then after that, the wise the wise ago can go in Cassessa, I suppose. Boy Nelson. I, just, I, I, I was wondering because we've obviously got a couple of players now who are trade pieces, whether we'd feel the need to trade for. But I agree. I think we've got the depth, and I'd rather if we're going to trade, it's for the for the start that you know the rotation. They may even put mention his name, a man in there if they want to put him on a short leash because the way people are responding to him at the moment that you know build him out slightly. But I think with Dane Wilson and stuff, we've got we've got plenty going on in there. It's just a, it's just just typical. It's just one of those things that we're actually going to get. But I think someone like I'm always interested in, in the, the the problem we always have with baseball is you know that Chad Green can be brilliant, and you go well we've got the depth we've got Chad Green in there you know we could play him as a starter we could whatever, but that's relying on those players being brilliant and all we can do is is hope for that. But I think certainly for the first few I haven't checked the fixtures but it doesn't really. You'd like to think it doesn't really matter for the first few weeks that we're, we're going to ride it through. I agree, though, if he doesn't come back. But we, we've got players that we're going to have to move on anyway. Is it worth moving some of them on to get another bullpen arm in there anyway? Is that because that seems to me, in my, you know, in my short time being a fan, but the sort of thing that, that uh, Cashman likes to do is if he can bring in another piece of the bullpen, then he will. Yeah, there's another name, obviously, that we never mentioned there is Adam Warren. Adam Warren, yeah. we, of brought, course, back, we of course. brought back on. Uh, I think he's actually and back. Nick Nelson, is it? Is it? Is it Nick Nelson, Nelson as well? Yeah, as... Nelson's Nelson's kicking around there as well. And um, I'd actually forgot about Warren. I think he's been doing all right in spring training. As, as, as when we get to the spring training thing, I'll I'll talk a wee bit more obviously about it. But I, I genuinely don't watch games on spring training, so I'll need you guys to kind of fill me in on the look at the headlines and stuff. Um, another name that was mentioned in. One of the articles that popped up earlier it was the same one actually talking about the six-man rotation. Was it Shane Green is still a free agent? Does that fill anyone with joy? No. <laughs> Don't all rush your lines. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, no I, I think we, we, we've got like some really good young arms that could do with the experience, and I'd much rather see them one, one in five coming up and down like they, we, we have seen it in the past you know having a five man rotation and that fifth man dropping back to triple a yeah. every so often and and that seems to have worked for us in the past so you know your your devi garcia's your michael kings your loisigas you know that there's options for them in terms of both the rotation and and the bullpen mm-hmm. um so I, I i think we've got we've got plenty of options yeah, I mean, guys who's like the, who's sorry, the, who's the, who's the Luke, Lucas Lou? Is it Lou Teague or something? Like that? Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he seems he, he, from what I, I saw a brief bit, and he seemed he seemed pretty decent actually. To be honest with you, I know, yeah. I know it's, you know spring training doesn't mean that much, but it, but he seemed he seemed to be doing well. But it's it's hard to judge anything. But like, yeah. it's a shame. It's just that you knew we, we were going to get one. 
so, and, and I suppose if it has to be someone, it's it's going to be Zach Prim. And don't forget, we've also got Nesta. <laughs> and yeah, depending on what Nesta Cortez you get, but actually he can, he can. He's just, he wouldn't surprise me if he ends up getting cut. But he, he's a player that has done the job in the past. Well, it's um, Cesar and Cortez have got. You know that they've got long man options, haven't they? Really. Yeah. Um, so, so you 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 plug your bullpen with them, and and um, if you need them, you drag them out. Uh, if you if you're um, if your starters getting shelled, but yeah, I, I, that's it. I th- there's lots of depth there, and it's quite exciting to see what's going to happen. To be honest, because like you say, you know, what's going to happen to Adam Warren? Are we going to keep him on? You know, I I think quite a few of us like to see it. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all plays out. I would love to see Warren do well. Yeah, me too. I think I think we've all got a kind of soft spot for him for what he's done in the past. So, mm-hmm. well, how does it work with him? If he's not on the roster, are we able to send him down to the minors? He's on a minor league deal, isn't he? So you could have him kind of riding the bus, if you like, up and down when you need him. Yeah, I think so. But I think it depends on what he wants to do as well. Because I think we may have to... Cut him loose if he, if we, yeah, we may have to offer him up first before we put him down. I, I don't know how that works, to be honest, but yeah, th- there there may be options for him. But you know, it, if if we are if we have got space on the roster and he's doing as what he did do in the past, uh, and he seems to be in spring training, and again, you say it's a really small sample size right now. But you know, if he carries on at this chat, then pff, happy to have him in that forty man. There's enough controllable players there to put him in the forty man comfortably. Anyway, there's enough there's yeah. enough options to move you know, put players on on, on the shot. Like if, you, if if Warren if you can create space for Adam Warren to be in your forty man, you put Adam Warren in your forty man as far as I'm concerned. So I'd you know I'd be I'd I'd, I'd be more annoyed if we were bumping him off and putting other players. And he's he's to me, uh, and I must admit I you know I was, I was uh, saw him the other night, you know reading about him the other night, and you, you forget actually how good he can actually be. But I think. Uh, we, we've got enough there. I, I, there is going to be this. This, like I said, the young lad that I mentioned is going to be a good. Is it? And then you've got the likes of Brooks Krisky and stuff like that. There are there are names floating around there. That, um, but I, as I mentioned in podcast a few weeks ago, I think the Wiser is in for a big year. I think he's in for a really really important year for us. And this just doesn't change my opinion on that. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Lewis Medina either, and and oh. he he's had a. I think he's had a rough spring, but like in the the winter leagues, he was he's looked really sharp, really sharp. Yeah, I mean, I know having looked at some of the top prospect stuff earlier, the projections on him are huge, and what he he's projected to do. So yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> I'm quite excited to see what happens with him because I, I have a feeling he's one of those guys that you know, again, if he gets a chance, and he may get a chance, knowing our history with injuries particularly to our starting rotation over the last few years he could get that chance and equally if he, even if he doesn't and hangs on till you know roster expansion later on in the year uh, and he gets a few starts then uh, just exciting exciting to see what he does cool all right so that that kind of covers his act britain um situation what we think we might do there so if we move on to spring training as I mentioned earlier, I tend not to watch spring training games um, and I haven't really seen anything yet other than some highlights. Um, I did see Sanchez's monster homer um, and noise that made off the bat. Yeah, was, phenomenal. It was phenomenal, wasn't it? 
I think as much as we like to to rub Jack about it and it's became a bit kind of tiresome now, um that whole sort of whole sort of um I don't know, routine, but I think we're all hopeful. We all wish Sanchez would be the old Sanchez. And uh, I think we had a wee chat just before we come on here, Jack, about he's kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't in terms of spring training, but he's looking pretty hot yeah, so he, far. Yeah, he can't he can't win because if he's doing what he's doing, it's, oh, you get the, oh, it's only spring training. We'll, we'll do it when it matters. If he wasn't doing it, you'd get the, well, you've got to start doing it. You, you just, it's rolling on from last year. So yeah. you can't win. He's in a, he's in a lose-lose situation. But the, the home runs have been big been deep shots so you say the sound is something else but that's not yeah that's exciting, exciting we all know he can do that but there was one at bat that is something if you know Sanchez is on he does this very well which is go the opposite way there was against the Phillies there's a I think there was a runner on second uh, first and uh, I think my mean being a runner on second he went the opposite way for a single right through the gap Last year, he was trying to hit that for a six-run home run. He, he was he just trying to hit it too hard. So those little things you look at on spring, tra- um, spring training, and he's doing it. And you can't argue that. You can't. It's, it is what it is, and he's, he's doing it. May, may long may it continue. Fingers crossed, the, the, the work he's putting in the winter, going to the winter league, and showing he's, he's determined to, to get this ship righted, he's, um, he's going to pay off and... Yeah, I'll be the first to say he's um. Well, I won't be Aaron Judge and say he's MVP level. I was going to say that. <laughs> but I, did that? Did did that help? Did wait, wait, he so, wait, he some pressure on him. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, if he carries, if he's shown in his in his sort of rookie year, he's got the potential to go on a run like that. So, yeah, it's spring training. He's doing what he's doing. Keep doing what he's doing, and um, yeah, let's get the old Gary Sanchez back, please. I think it's positive to see him doing it, even at this point. I think it's positive that he's come into spring training and looks like he's on it already. Um, he's he also can... throwing out. He's throwing out runners. Is is behind the plate is being very good. It's very telling when you see him catch quite a lot of innings against quite a lot of our bullpen and starters as well. He's not catching sort of second string. He's catching the, the main guys as well. So that's all little things and. Yeah, yeah I mean, a lot long may it continue. I mean, they say spring training doesn't matter, but if I remember rightly, he was shit at spring training last year as well. Well, I mean, he yeah. he, he started as he went on, and I think the Garrett Cole situation was like the final nail in the coffin. And when when you end up with a personal catcher situation, but I think he's looking great. Uh, I'm delighted for him. It'll be nice to. To only mention him because he's, you know, I, I guess most people are confidence players at the end of the day. And if he knows that everyone's, he's, everyone's on his back, and I can't imagine New York's the easiest place to be to have everyone on your back. But you know, if he, if you, you're quite right. If he wasn't doing it, we'd be going bid him off right now. Let's let's see if we can get a minor league piece from the Mariners. Uh, but actually, he he's doing okay. I was interested because Chirinos coming in. Uh, I, I wasn't too delighted about that one. I, I appreciate he's pretty, but I don't know if that helped or if it was a hindrance. I, you know, another bit of added competition in there. You know, I, I think I, I think if that wasn't a wake up call for him, nothing else would be. I think you're right. The competition element makes a massive difference. Um, I think that was a really, really shrewd move. Get him in there and uh, and make sure Gary knows that he's he's on a short leash. 
the reality, though, as, as Jack said, is that he's turned up to spring training before everybody else, and he's worked really, really hard. Um, uh, Tanner Swanson's been working with him uh, and the other catchers, but you know, you see, you can see the gains that he's made, and, and I know the at bat that you're talking about, Jack, because I watched it and went, "Oh yeah, oh mm-hmm. yeah, there he is." Haven't seen you in a while, and. You, it was that at bat, and actually that game where he just looked really solid behind the plate. Um, he, he sort of exuded an air of confidence behind the plate that I haven't seen from him in a while, um, and that was really, really positive to see. So yeah, it is only spring training. It is a small sample size, and it's not something to get excited about at all because he could still turn up at, at, uh, on the uh, the first of April or fourth of April, whatever it is. Um, and be a, be that 160 guy that we, we knew from last year. But he's looking like he's in a much, much better position uh, to, to go about his business this year, that's for sure. Yeah, totally agree. And it's it's, it's good to see. Um, I mean, when we talk about guys like judges, a few of them are struggling so far in spring well, we training. Got, we, can, we, we can't talk about spring training without talking about Jay Bruce. That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that to me is... It is is the thing because that that that's a really nice problem to have now because he's a and, and, and he said you know he he thinks he deserves a place where he's good enough to be on the, on the roster he absolutely is and you you do have to make room for Jay Bruce because he's looked he's looked decent actually over spring from from what I've seen I haven't watched. You know, because you do get into the seventh, sixth, and seventh inning after a while, and you go, right, we're putting our under 11s out now. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty much done. It's time to go to bed. But, but, but Jay, Jay Bruce has been looking, I don't know if you guys have seen him, but to me, he's been looking. Yeah, he's, he's, he's looking great. He's basically saying, I'm doing this. This, you've, you, are you going to pick me or not? He's, his swing or his left handed bat at Yankee Stadium could be quite something. Um, he's he's doing all he can do, which is in homers essentially, and and he's work, and he's put his, he's put his name in he's put his name in the conversation, which is all he can do. Um, I'm not sure where he would fit in on who you would drop and who who would miss out, because essentially he is an outfielder, DH, play a bit of first base, but about it. So he's he's he's, he's doing what he can do. He gives a few people a, day, a few days off, doesn't he? Because yeah. I mean, he can give Luke Voigt a day off. Um, he can give um, Stanton and um, Judge a day off. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, yeah. He, he definitely has a, a value. Um, but again, it, it's spring training. So he's making a really good case for himself. And like you say, it's a really good problem for um, for the management to have, especially now they've got, Brett Gardner in the outfield as well because he's a you know he, he's another option isn't he mm. um, that will that will sort of share that time in the outfield so yeah it'll yeah be, uh, be interesting to see what so they do. someone else who's similar to Jay Bruce in that sense is um, Derek Deepin he's yeah. he's had a very good start again you can play second base third base outfield probably play first base if you ask him to and the person he puts under pressure is Tyler Wade essentially. He, yep. he, he can play everywhere Tyler Wade can play bar shortstop but his bat is is there whereas Tyler, Tyler Wade isn't full stop so these players these veterans are, are doing what, what they need to do to be able to be put their name into that conversation when it comes to final roster spots 
Would you, would you really be devastated if Tyler Wade, I know we've got his speed and stuff like that, but how many times when you look at the the, the lineup, and you, how many times have you ever gone, thank God for that Tyler Wade Stein? I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I would classify, and I hate to say it about Tockman and stuff like that, but there are certain players now that are really, really, when you've got these veterans in there, and if, you know, Mark was saying the other week, it's about, it about one, one season time and just get as far as you can because we we've been discussing that is the team any better well it could well be that with a couple of these lads being in there the team i'm not saying it's vastly better but you, i don't get excited about tyler tyler wade's at bats if we can have Dietrich in there you know then of course you're going to pick that over him any day of the week if you're a guy like talkman coming off a pretty poor season last season um, he's got to be the guy that's most under threat by someone like Jay Bruce because Bruce is, he's yeah. stepping up and showing what he can do. He's got that left-handed power, which could be really good at Yankee Stadium. Um, so I, I think it's him, guys like him Ford and Andouar. Yeah. Him, Ford and Andouar have given themselves big problems this spring training. and that's what, yeah. But actually, those three as a trade bundle, I think there will be teams yeah. that will be interested yeah. in that. And I, I do I think, think we could nice flip them for there. something. But you still, there was a video of um, Talkman in live batting practice. He struck out or he flew out or something. And he snapped his bat over his knee. And that's, that's just that's, um, live BP. Yeah. So you, you know that he's, he's feeling the pressure. Because yeah. if he's snapping bats over his knees just in live batting practice, you know he's, you know he's definitely feeling. And every day Bruce home run, um, every Derek Dietrich, home run puts pressure on on these players that have had spots performed. I mean, Dietrich, as you say, the flexibility of that guy, just the number of positions that he can cover, is it makes him such... He's such a more enticing guy to have on your roster than well, he's, he's, Talkman he's, or Ford. Yeah, exa- exactly that, but also the, the at-bats. We know yeah. when Tyler Wade comes up, it's just going to be... It's, he's, he's All he's trying to do is get... Whereas Derek Dietrich, he puts at bats every he's experienced yeah. this is probably it's little bits of the team we might have been missing over the last few years these bit more veteran players that just they're, they're not going to set the world alight. they're not going to be anywhere near sort of your own judges the may who's those kind of Torres those kind of level players but they just fill in the gaps a bit more than what we have been in in the past couple of yeah, seasons Cameron Mabin was a good probably a good example mm. of that you know a guy that came in with experience it was you knew what you were getting from him uh, I do agree with that. I think it's... Um, McCutcheon was McCutcheon, a similar yeah. sort of player. Yeah, he was actually, yeah. Interestingly, you touched on Brett Gardner there. Did anyone listen to R2C2 with him? Yeah. No. I apologise yeah, to Brett yeah. Gardner. I'm fully back on the Brett Gardner um, <laughs> bandwagon. As you well know, I was never off it. But yeah, I was. When you when you listen to that... <laughs> He's just brilliant, isn't he? It was. He like, I, I was actually sitting in the car laughing um, my head off. And I thought, I was sitting in traffic and people must think I'm an absolute maniac. But that was such a good one. And I don't know, the intangibles thing with Brett Gardner cannot be underestimated, I think. He, you know, he, he was talking about just the, the way he goes about trying to bring guys up when he's in batting practice with them and he's trying to make them better players and he's challenging them and stuff like that. That is important. He- when Boone goes, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they've got 
him lined up for some kind of position because what he means to that clubhouse, he's he, he's something else. That guy, I listened to the, I haven't listened to this latest one, but he did one a couple of years ago. It was yeah, and I was dry. I was driving to Ampleforth College, and and had to pull over in the end because I was just like, but some of the stunts that he pulls and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it, yeah, it's yeah. so important. What was he done with somebody's and, keys? He put a picture of himself yeah. in their car keys or something yeah, like that. They couldn't get the key, the car yeah, unlocked. Took the batteries out. Yeah, the batteries out. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, just some of the stories they were talking about the fight with the Tigers and stuff, and he was talking about obviously losing his mind and banging on the banging on the uh, dugout roof and stuff, and he was apologising to CC because CC got ejected because of it and stuff. It was that's a good listener. I could highly recommend it. There was one with Glaber Torres uh, the same week. I think the, the GT one came out first actually. That was an interesting listen as well. Um, he talked a little bit about his struggles last year and kind of not being able to get into a kind of rhythm for the season with everything being different. And this year he's been really working hard. Um, so it's quite interesting to see what will come from him. You know, he's talking about his errors and what he's been doing. And he's been analysing video really, really like in-depth. Every single error he made, he's been analysing the videos. He's been analysing videos of his at-bats to try and work out where things went wrong. And it sounds like he's, yeah, he's putting in a lot of work over the winter to try and come in as a better player. Yeah, I don't think that's any different to to many players anyway. I think a lot of them do that that sort of research, that level of um, review and and stuff in in the off season. But yeah, it's it's worse if you come off a off a tough season, definitely. But uh, we're recommending podcasts. The, the R two C two podcast is fantastic um, with Ryan Rucco and and uh, and CC, and they do talk about some interesting stuff. But that that the one thing that I picked from the um, the Glaber Torres one. Um, which I only listened to a little bit earlier today, actually, was that he uh, and others sort of get so much crap from trolls on the yeah. internet, on um, Twitter, and and, and actually that. Twitter's the worst for it. And it's interesting that 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 you know a lot of people just give up on Twitter because it it tends to be that a little bit more toxic of a place funnily enough uh i i don't understand why people are like that and i, and I haven't found it myself but but it does seem to be that way and people like just are attacking him so oh, why are you playing video games when you should be work well yeah it's a it's a job you know i'm i'm not gonna work on my job for a hundred percent of my time. Don't get me wrong; it's my passion, and I and I, I I want to work on it as much of the time as I can. But I have a family, I have a life, yeah. and, and I need to be able to unwind. You cannot be focused a hundred percent of the time on one thing. It's just not possible for you to be in the right mindset to be a good anything if you're if you're a hundred percent focused all the time. And in fact, I I, had, um, I watched an interesting. Um, thing with a guy called JT Maguire who's the uh, a, a, the Cleveland, a Cleveland Indians coach and he talked about the fact that in, in a three-hour baseball game there is around about 13 minutes of time where you need to be focused and locked in but the rest of the time you need to be out so that you need to be in the zone for 13 minutes if you're in the field for example the rest of the time you need to be able to switch off because otherwise you can't be in the zone for the 13 minutes where you need to be and you need to be at your best so you can go and make a play. Wow. Yeah. That is actually a really interesting thought. And it's something that obviously there is other sports that are the same, but 
baseball is quite different to a lot of sports we have over here where if you look at like football for instance where it's you know 45 minutes of concentration and then you get the break but I, I did think it was interesting he, he was getting grief for not posting enough photos of his workouts and stuff and it was kind of like we were saying earlier with it was damned if you do damned if you don't because if we post yeah. I get that though. I yeah. get that. We all we all get that, don't we? Exactly. Come so, on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good listen as well. I, I I thought it was quite enjoyable. I did think I, I was laughing at the. Did you see the video when he gave um, Gio or off, Right. Have you oh. seen the video where he's basically waiting at the edge of the tunnel and they come out and he jumps out? Oh, yeah. Who was it? He was with somebody. It was with just laughed it off and Gio or shit himself. <laughs> I can't remember, but he said that basically he does this to Gio or five times a day at least. He said it's not. He said, "Geo, him and Geo are quite close friends, but Geo hates him for it because he does it to him all the time." So, uh, it's a good lesson. It was a good insight. Boy, what, what you kind of forget about these guys is how old is Kobe Torres? What, 23, 24? I think twenty-four this year. He's yeah. just doing what 23, 24 year olds do: yeah. play video games and play around with his mates. Yeah, and, and you get such shit off off um, social media. It's not. I, I, if I was a professional athlete, I wouldn't be on social media or i would get other people to run my social media for me because it's it's it, oh it's so, so as, as chris said so toxic it um it's just I, you know, I, I get the complaint i do get the complaint like you're being paid millions like go ahead and and, and I, I so i get the flip side playing devil's advocate like there are a load of fans that pay money to go into the stadium and watch their team and they want their team to be the best and they want each individual player to you know, live up to their value and all that. But like I say, the reality is you, you can't just live, breathe baseball. Let's yeah. face it, the best players of any sport are those that actually play multiple sports. Yeah. CC Sabathia, we talked about that and that. He played basketball and football before he played uh, baseball. Yeah, most most but, athletes like that do. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you can't focus on one sport, let alone one thing. Like... These people on on social media expect him to be living, breathing baseball every single second of every single day. Because they don't live in the real world, and I think Rico made a good point as well. He said that basically, um, people will say stuff in such a way on social media that they wouldn't say face to face to people, which is true. You know, such venom in some of the way they say stuff, which they would never dream of doing face to face. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence with it because I I like the fact that you can sort of see more of your kind of heroes and your stars and stuff like that. See a bit behind just the guy on the field, but some people just can't help themselves and they've just got to be trolled. I, I just, I just wish the the Yankees PR machine wasn't so fucking boring. Yeah, if they just didn't coach anything interesting out of them. And I think this is that this is the perfect storm. And that's why R two C two works so well. And that's why we're here on John Boy. Because if you sign up to the Yankees organization, your personality is just driven out of you for your professional interviews. And I think that's, and I think that creates the flip side of the argument. No one should be giving anyone abuse over social media. Uh, but then there needs to be a healthy middle ground in there somewhere. But, uh, you know, I, I said, I don't know about you guys. I've never felt I've owned a sports person whatsoever. You know what? The, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a you know, you know, I I, I think there's just some batshit crazy stuff on, on on social media. That's why I think these pod, the podcast is brilliant because at least you get to hear from them for a short bit. I'd rather that. Uh, no, the the pictures we had of Aaron Hicks last summer when he was working out, and his arms were. And we were like, whoa, look, he looks fantastic. And and how many how, how long was he out for? 
at the yeah. end of it. I worry when I see pictures of Aaron Hicks working out. I don't yeah. want him to work out. I want him to have some Paul scratchings and a nice massage. You don't worry about it because he's just <laughs> going to get injured. But See, quite, this is the interesting sorry. thing. There, there are these, there are these, these internet trolls out there who are who are going. Oh, you, you post more pictures of yourself working out. Whereas, whereas Rob Rattray is, is going to actually literally package you up a care package of booze, crisps, and <laughs> yeah. pork scratchings. Send it in the post. Here you go, maybe here some, go, Aaron. Maybe, maybe, maybe some cup of soups as well, though, because I want them to get there five a day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I did like actually when Gardner was talking about Fraser as well. He was quite um, sort of sticking up for Fraser and saying that he, he, nobody would be happier to see Fraser make it than him. And he was just talking about the fact that he had to deal with a lot of stuff and maybe he didn't act the best way, but he was a young guy under a lot of pressure and stuff like that. And I think people should give him a break and that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, worth a listen. Can highly recommend it. It's like so. Baseball people, as as a general rule, and it's not all of them, but a, a general rule is is like I'll share everything with you so that you can get better, and that that's really like rewarding to a baseball player or coach or anything. Like you, you come and talk to me. Brett Gardner in his stage of his career is going right. Well, I can have a genuine impact on the careers of a whole load of people in the minor leagues or in the, the, you know, the lower levels of the Yankees organization, the younger guys, I can have a genuine impact on their life. And then I can go home next year or the year after, put my feet up and watch them and, uh, and hopefully see them do well and root for them. So like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And interesting, interesting with Glaber, I think he's one of the guys who's been pretty hot in spring training as well. Um, he, he's looked fantastic as well. Like you, you, we talk about Gary Sanchez looking um, like he's hitting well, like he's positioned well behind the plate. Glaver Torres is another guy who's you, you, he's turned up to spring training looking like different. He's lost a bit of weight. Yeah, um, I'm not always sure that's a great thing, but at the same time, he is a hundred percent focused on being a better baseball player than he was in 2020. And and again, an, another guy who looks like he's going to deliver on it. The th- the thing with him, Torres is. I think his um, power numbers came as a bit of a surprise for a lot of us. Um, I would be happy if he could just get back to hitting for high average. Yep. Still, you know, I mean, 12, 15 home runs would be great a year, but if he could be hitting for high average in that key spot would be would be more beneficial to our team overall, I think. Um, so, yeah, some of the guys that have been struggling through spring training, I suppose some of you would be a better place to talk about that than myself. Jack, I think you've watched quite a lot of the game, so... Did anybody really worrying you so far? No, no one really. Well, it's just been just over a week, hasn't it? So it's been a week yeah. and a half. It's it's too tough to tell. Like you get um I don't know if you saw on Twitter the New York Post posted a tweet, um, Stanton's first game. So he had two at bats and he said something it was the long lines of um uh Stanton not worried about early struggles. And it's like it's two <laughs> at bats. <laughs> uh, let, let me get uh, it's two at bats, and I, I can't remember why I tweeted. I think I tweeted something along the lines of um, "people get paid to write this to write this stuff," and it's it's um, two at bats. Oh, yeah, it's just, yeah. Here we go. There it is Giancarlo Stanton not overreacting to slow start. He had two at bats, <laughs> and it's so give it another week or so. Give it maybe another week and a half, and then and then you can start seeing a bit of form line. 
he's, so he's only had seven at bats at this seven, stage. Yeah. Two eighty six. The two hits he did have in the, in that game yeah, were doubles. There were two Absolutely doubles, and they looked drives. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah nine yeah, yeah. drive doubles. I thought someone and, was going to die. Actually, was it the second one? We, really, <laughs> I was yeah. just like someone's going to die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's and they're so quick to forget. Trial again. The trials so quick to get his postseason last year was one for the ages. The the home runs he was in. I think it's was he. He hit the most home runs in a postseason by a Yankee, or second most, or six home runs in what four, five, what, six games basically. I think it was six, yeah. seven games. So, not enough. It's um so quick to forget, and but yeah, no spring training. I'm not really worried about it too much. As I say the you, you you take the you take the positives, but the negatives are, are there. There's a, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot called the well that's looking quite good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's looking very really solid really again. Like... Grand Slam, Grand Slam, hit home run. He he glided with the fence yesterday, I believe it was. Um, went down, so that's sort of worried. They were a little bit worried about that, but he seems okay. Um, his bat speed is looking fantastic there yeah. for this early. He, yeah, his he, he, he's he's um, Hicks. Hicks is still taking his walks. Um, uh, Scheller's Boyd's. coming back from Voigt is Voigt probably a little bit slow, but yeah, he's in a slow it, it, It's so tough. Time, it's, yeah. it's like, tough again, to like, it, on anyone, isn't it? It's still it's spring training, isn't it? And and you get to find out who those people are. And the uh, what what excites me, we, we talked about them earlier, is Jay Bruce and and Derek Dietrich, who are both lefty bats. So yeah. like th- th- we talked about it at the back end of last year. We need lefty bats in this lineup. Yeah, we need them, and we've we've mm. got them. And actually, like they're better than we thought we would, they would be. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm really excited about about those two guys. If they can make the roster, then um, yeah, that makes a big old difference. And and like we say, you know, Tottenham. Sorry, mate, you you you've dropped down the pecking order. Let's be honest. Socrates, spring, spring training make, is make four spring training for pitchers, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. that's, that's what it is. The, the hitter, hitters could have a week of at bats and then be good to go. It's all about the pitchers, spring training, so I won't be worried about anyone yet. But yeah, yeah I mean, D- Dietrich and Bruce have got a job to earn, and they, they, they're trying to earn veterans as well. Veterans, yeah. they, they they know their I game. Think, they I know mean, your guys do. like Mike Ford and Talkman could be the ones that are out the window if, if them two guys can step up because Mike Ford I don't think I've seen a Mike Ford at bat in, in, in spring training this year which is strange I'm I, trying to think who they've been playing at first base when it's not been void I had he's that had 11 11 <laughs> can't bats he's had he's batting 0.91 really? <laughs> sorry I had the same thought though Jack to be fair I don't um, remember him being in the lineup. No, I don't remember I, it he, he's obviously jumped it I, I haven't seen him I think I've, I've seen him bat once but um, yeah, wasn't. Yeah, um, I think I think he could be. He he's definitely one that's likely to be cut if the other two guys keep that up. That's for he sure. was always a fringe player though. Anyway, wasn't yeah. he? I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved it when he came up, and I'm, I'm mm. still like, I'd love to see him do it. But at the same time, it, it could be at the detriment I, I think, of two other guys. It's not. Gonna I happen. think he might have been a little bit forced in for the lefty bat. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think that's uh, what they were really yeah. keen to get their lefty bat in, and the. Yeah, I think moments. he was going to be a platoon probably with with Envoy, and Envoy yeah. started really well. We had, well. Did we had the discussion beginning of last season. You, we were talking about whether we go with Voit or Ford at first base for the starting yeah. job, and he never kicked on. He had those moments. He had those moments, and um, 
I think just Voight just killed him, but um, last season, Jack, I think Voight stepped up and really made the job his own, and I think that it limited the at-bats, he, the chances he had, and then when he did get a chance, he never really done much, so I think it's um, he's been a victim of that. It'll be interesting to see if Voight, I know we're talking about a slow start, it's, I mean, we're only eight games into spring training, but it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that form up from last season, or if he reverts to his sort of I think it's going to be a bit, a bit in between. I think he's not he's not going to be what was he what was he on pace for fifty plus home runs wasn't he oh, Six, yeah. like, like nearly nearly sixty home runs or something stupid like that. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere in between what he was last season and what he showed previously, which is more than adequate for for what we need in our team. I think. Yeah. What particularly if you can platoon him with with a lefty like Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce, uh, or, or, or Dietrich, or yeah, or Dietrich, yeah. One, yeah. I think Dietrich can. He's is his two places are second and third. A little bit yeah. about field, but if you can play second, third, and outfield, you can play first base. I would have thought. Yeah. Even not even so sure. Top, I think he, he needs he needs some reps there. Third. That's for sure. <laughs> even, but I, even I don't think we're we're, we're, we're not lacking for depth at first base again, are we? No. no. Like we, we just Do, talked can, about. Can Jay, can Jay Bruce play though? Yeah, yeah, yeah Bruce. I played. think he's played a few games at first base. And... For the Phillies, for the Phillies, he, he was playing a bit of first base, wasn't he? And the Mets, it's, it's not the most difficult, challenging position, is it? Oh. I don't know what's controversial about that. It's not. It's it's a challenging position because it's different to any other. Uh, you, you just need to be able to do the splits and with, catch a ball. With, 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 with oh, Gio, nothing, mate. <laughs> with Gio Achiller at third base, it's pretty. You know, it's going to be pretty easy because he nails the throw ninety nine percent of the time. But if you've got a Andujar at third base throwing you balls like sort of up, down, left, right, you know, in the. Do you not remember Teixeira? Do you not remember Teixeira? Seriously, Teixeira was phenomenal at that. He was phenomenal at that position. That's what I mean. When when you said anyone play first base, Teixeira would. Um, who, who was it? Who was it? Like Teixeira was teaching to play first base. I forget who it was a few years back now. I was trying to teach him to play first base, and there's a kind of remember he used to do them little videos and stuff. Teixeira used to do them sort of little video. Uh, I don't know if they were on YouTube, but he used to do videos like, uh, yeah, he was, quite, he was quite funny in them, but he was teaching somebody to do it and the guy was trying to get down the way to Shera gets down. The flexibility of that guy was unbelievable. Like how low he could get and it was virtually doing the splits and he was trying to teach, I can't remember who it was playing, it was someone was trying to transition to first base and they were really, really struggling to keep up with him and stuff. It was quite interesting. Yeah. Pitching wise, how's it looking in the pitching side, I saw Debbie, somewhere Debbie today that we're good. yeah, Garcia. Debbie looked really good. From what, I've, from what I've seen, um, Cole is Cole. Don't worry about him. You just let him do his thing. Yeah. Um, Kluber, his one start wasn't on TV, so that's Ions looked really good. Uh, in his first start, he threw about was it six, seven pitches. He had to go to the bullpen and keep throwing because it just wasn't enough <laughs> enough pitches in in his um in his sort of outing but pitching from what I've seen it's looked solid it's not lit up sort of any scoreboards or anything but it's looked yeah, like early days solid. have we mentioned Monty yet we haven't mentioned Monty have we no no he's, he's he needs a bounce back he does he looks like he's ready to come out he's firing sharp and the, yeah, against the Phillies sharp. the other day you had you had Didi swinging at some pitches that were just <laughs> yeah that we're never going to 
never it's just he's looked really good. Yeah, I agree with Chris. He's looked and he's got a point to prove as well. All these players we're mentioning, Monty, um Bruce, Dietrich, all these players have got points to prove. And they're the ones that have come out firing so far. Yeah, I'll tell you who else I like the look of. Sorry, Kev. There's a guy I like the look of just purely because <laughs> like for, I noticed him because of the way that the, the broadcasters said his name, Kyle Barraclough. Because his name's Kyle Barraclough, but they yep. call him Barraclough. Barraclough. <laughs> Barraclough. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, the, the way they pronounced his name made me made me giggle in the first place. But then I watched him and I said, oh, yeah, okay. He can do a job. Where did he come from? Don't know. Me don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> he's not young. He's 33 years old. Yeah. No, 30 year old. Sorry. His number's 33. No idea. I saw today that we were rated the. Uh, I, I should say we were rated the fourth best rotation in the MLB. Uh, really? You know, yeah. the, those ratings you get. We, I mean, that depends on a lot of stuff, but people are loving Tyon. Apparently, he's looking. Uh, what he, he he's looking great. And I was listening today, and apparently, uh, Monty's been told to throw more fastballs by Petty and uh, you know stuff like that. So if you're getting advice from a, a player like that, I'm. I, I was one of those that thought we needed some more in there, but it'd be nice to. I, I just think we've got scope. I think we, it's just you look at what the Padres did. And I think yeah. it kind of it kind of distracts your vision and it takes it, it away does. a little bit because you it think does. you should be doing that. Mm. Um, and not everyone can. That's just it. Yeah. The, the, the rotation is very much a question mark as in if if this person pitches to their standard, if this person produces what they what we know they can, if the injuries stay away, Kluber is a solid signing. You know, Cy Young, was he how many times he won Cy Young? Twice, twice, two times, yep, Ty Young twice, winner. Twice, yeah. Tyon is a was a very highly touted pitcher. Just had bad injuries. It's All just this, the, it's the ifs, ifs, you know, if my granny had addiction, be my granddad kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's one of the things, isn't it? But see, with Montgomery, if we go back to Montgomery, I think I made the point when in a couple of podcasts ago with Monty. Last year was his first year back from Tommy John. And it can always be a struggle for guys to come back from that in the first year. And you tend to find the second years when they, they start to get back to their old form. Plus the weirdness of last year, you know, the stop-start nature of the yeah. season and stuff. It must have been hard for him to get his rhythm. So I'm, I'm a little bit confident. I really hope he has a big season. I know, we all know that I, I really like the guy, but I just think he's, we know how good he can be. And I've got a little feeling he's going to do well this year. So, you know, if Montgomery can regain his form, if a game are back to all these ifs. Well, I think you're right, Kev. I think you're yeah. right. And I think we sort of alluded to it a minute ago with uh, you, you um, talk about the Andy Pettit discussions yeah. that he's had. But if, if you're getting text messages and phone calls from Andy Pettit and CC Sabathia, as he is, um, to say, hey, you're doing this. Why don't you try that? Yeah. Like, who are you? Not like he, he's happy as Larry to be be getting calls and texts oh. from those guys. Um, so yeah, I I see him doing really well, particularly if he's having to. You know, oh no, in my spare time, I'm talking to these two absolute aces. Oh no, yeah. what a terrible thing to have to do in my spare time. <laughs> two of the greatest pictures in the club's history. I mean, it's yeah, he's just. I'll, I really want to incite the uh, the trolls to come out now. Because we talked about a Cy Young winner, 
and I want to talk about a Cy Young winner who closes his eyes to to, uh, to uh, strike out batters. Have you seen this? No. Trevor Bauer has been closing his eyes to strike out batters for the for the Dodgers. Oh, I hate that guy. Oh, I <laughs> you hate that guy. Jack. <laughs> that guy is just the biggest gimmick you've known. He's just it's just a gimmick. The guy is so overrated. It's not even funny. Don't even get me started. Mate, he's got fucking so young. <laughs> Come on. So overrated. So overrated. So overrated. So young, and he's been striking batters out with his eyes closed. Who was who the, the last guy to win a Cy Young for the Yankees? If, if I was to give you, take that Cy Young out and you and you look at his career and his career ERA. If it wasn't for the career, fact that he was the greatest pitcher in the game for a season, then he was shit. Come on. Oh, in, 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 in a 60 game season. Remember that, guys. Um, okay. Um, it's, he's over. He's over. What was his Sorry. ERA? What's, what was his ERA in that 60 game season? Right, I'm not, I'll, 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 bear with me, bro. You, you talk. I'm. Don't you? <laughs> See, this is what I was talking about, about getting the trolls out. Yeah, I, I, I've incited Jack's inner troll. You have, you have, you've got me. You've oh, got me. but those those little trolls with the really big pink hair—that's where I recognise Jack's character. <laughs> Good speaker here, up Jack. That's Just it. Uh, screenshot it. Get some hair free out. Um, he's he's overrated. Sorry, I don't I don't buy I don't buy his um. I don't buy his, like, he's just overrated for me. Um, I can't find his stats. Who cares? <laughs> you have found him, you don't want to see, haven't you? No, I have. <laughs> I can't, I can't, um, career pitcher, I can't, I hate baseball reference sometimes, just doesn't want to be my Don't be wrong, the guy, the guy had some very, very, very average seasons, but in the last couple of seasons, he's really got it together and proved he can be a top pitcher, and last season, he absolutely killed it. Killed it. Now it was a shortened season, but he absolutely killed it. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 this season we'll we'll find out, won't we? That and, that, and that's the reality of it. He he's on a he was on an average team last year with the Reds, and he made them great. And he's on a great team this year. Yeah, and uh, he's going to get the run support he needed that he wasn't getting from the Reds. And um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that up. It'll be interesting to see how he copes with not being sort of Johnny Big Balls on that team because they have yeah. got, you know, some major superstars over there. Exactly. Okay, so he's got, um, in 2015, actually, no, 2014, well, actually, no, game started, MLB, Cleveland. Toward, uh, 2015, 31 start, 31 games, um, 4.6 ERA. 2016, 35. 4.55, 32 games, 2017, 4.29, 2018, uh, 28 games, 2.62, uh, 2019, 34 games, 4.99 ERA. So he's only had um, two seasons since being a, uh, a major league pitcher under four ERA. I'm going to tell me what he's worth, £35 million a year. Uh, Striking batters out with eyes Striking. closed, I would argue yeah. he probably is. Yeah. Telling people what, he's, what pitch he's going oh, to oh. telling people what pitch he's going to throw in. He's a gimmick. He's a gimmick. Tell you, trust me. He's he's a breath of fresh air. Jack. He'll go back. He'll go back to four point five, four point six ERA this year. Back to his back to his mean. You really so think it, so on that team? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think he has got like, Jack. You got a point. You got he's got to be like he's going to be facing the Padres a lot. That it's going to be tougher for him. So yeah, 
we, we will really see how good he is. Because be they, I thought so he's, well, he's had he's had about six MLB seasons. Two of them have been under four ERA. Yeah, but they've also been under two point five. No, two point six was it? So back to your earlier question, though, Kev. Like, what's the answer? Like, Roger, Roger Clemens, I think. Roger Clemens. I think so. No, no, I don't think it is. No, I think it's even further back than that. Nah, Roger Clemens won it in 2001 or two or something for the Yankees. He was absolutely outstanding that season. So I just looked it up. Roger Clemens, 2001. Prior to that, Ron Guidry, 1978. Ron Guidry, I know. We don't win a lot of Cy Youngs, do we? The Yankees bias, isn't it? When you think of the guys that we had and... Yeah. Like, how how has Whitey Ford only won one? Uh, yeah, so we've had five Cy Young Award winners. Is that all? Yeah, five. For all the success the Yankees have had over yeah. the years, that's unbelievable. It, it, I think that just, just quite kind of sums the Yankees up quite nicely in terms of we, we've got all these, you know, these um, these other accolades in terms of hitting home runs and, and yeah. yeah, the most home runs in a season and and stuff like that. But when it comes to pitching, five Cy Young Award winners, that's it. I, yeah. I, I, that's blown my mind. I, I thought we'd have a few more than that. Two triple crown winners, loads of MVPs, obviously. Rookie of the year, but Cy Young, wow. Yep. Yep. Well, we have one this year. Oh, yeah, sure. Yes. Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's long overdue. Like Ron Guidry was the year I was born, and two thousand and one for Clemens. We're due another one, sort of round about this point. <laughs> <laughs> Although we get, we get two in a year, we get Sparky Lyle and then Ron Guidry the year after. So who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's going to be Cole, obviously. Monty depends on the personal catcher, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, did anybody look at what time we started? Because I forgot to. I think we're about four hours in, actually. <laughs> it feels like it. Fucking <laughs> you know, hell, that must have been a terrible podcast. We all were. Uh, I think we spent two to hours we were for Jack to, to look up uh, Trevor Bauer's numbers for the last 16. <laughs> he couldn't even spell his name. He hates him that much. The guy is. <laughs> he just, he searched for the gimmick three times and it never came up. I was overrated. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to win the Cy Young last year. I'm saying he's overrated. So moving on to the top prospects. So the the hundred or uh, the top prospects list came out. So there's a sort of top hundred in MLB, top thirty for each team. Um, Yankees number one. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought my mic had went a bit funny there. Um, Yankees number one. Is the 18 year old phenom with too many S's in his first name, Jason Dominguez? No surprise there, is there? No. Have you seen the videos of him uh, yeah. over the winter? He's just a monster. I think that, that, he's a that big lad in yeah. That bat sound, isn't it? It's oh. unbelievable. I think, Wait. Jack, you, you made a good point sort of off air before we came on about the media and stuff. And Yeah, um, they've, been, they've been really hard. Like, they're being unfair, not harsh. They're, yeah. they're, they're saying nice things about him, but they're being they're, they're not giving not giving the kid a chance to be himself with the ducks. Oh, he's he's Mickey Mantle, he's Mike Trout, he's 
he's this, he's that, he's this back. Yeah. He, he is himself. He's not played a single game of minor league baseball yet. So we're not worrying about him getting anywhere near the Yankees anytime soon. Um, just let the, he's a kid. He's know, 18 I... years old. He may, he may look like he's 27, 28 in the prime of his career, but he's not, he's, he's a kid. Let, let him be a kid. Let him. Is it just a lazy side of sports media that they've is, always got to is, compare it's... them to someone before, you know, he's like the next day and Senna when somebody comes through and. It is because no one pulls him up. No one pulls him up on it. So when they, yep. when they say, oh, he's the next Mickey Mantle, when it turns out he's not, they'll just the next year. Oh, he's the next Mickey Mantle. Oh, he's the next, he's the next this, he's the next favorite. He's this, he's that. He's a switch no, no him up on it. Switch hit and power hitter. So that's why he's automatically he's Mickey Mantle because he's the greatest switch hitter ever. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's not fair. It's not fair on the kid. It's yeah. undue pressure on him when he he's enough pressure himself already. You know what I mean, it's not fair. Oh. <laughs> 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 you know, you know your team's the Yankees, right? Yeah. Who, 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 who did you get compared to the next when you started your baseball career? Me? Yeah. The next, the next, the, the next. Um, oh, who are they? Under age of thirty-five, get no idea who you're talking about, Rob. Yeah, I, I, I was going to go even worse than that and say Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Who's on so, first? So, moving swiftly on. Uh, so, Jason Dominguez, number one. Clark Schmidt, number Jackson. two. Um, which I think's probably right. Garcia's in at number three. Um, I think a couple of them might... So, 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 Garcia's out of the top 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we only have two players. In the, and that's is something we need to look at at some point in the future because we've only got two players. This, the rest of it, Dominguez is going to make it by 2024, which sounds about right. I think any earlier than that's not realistic. Bear in mind, they're making these judgments on players that barely played baseball last year. I mean, so you've got Schmidt and Garcia. They actually played. So I was kind of surprised to see Divi out of the top 100, actually, because he's, you know, he's... A, bloody good play so you've got to look at the quality of what's actually in there but yeah you know, I was I, I was surprised that because to me him and Schmidt I don't know about you guys but there's not I always there's the, the, not much between them at all as far as I'm concerned I do agree I, I do find these lists to be a little bit of I can't actually think of the word bollocks no but I, I don't think it's bo- <laughs> I, I, I think there is a bit of merit in it but I do think there's a lot of kind of fudging players up and there's there's guys that are on there that disappear. I mean, Floreal for us was, he was, was he our top prospect for years and he was appearing in these lists quite mm-hmm. high and he's just vanished. And um, interestingly, we've had a few guys that are crashing the wrong way down the list. Um, Siegler, the, uh, the the switch hitting catcher, is uh, he's falling away big style. Yeah. and He, he was going to be the big hope. Yeah. Agron. Abreu, Albert Abreu is heading in the wrong direction. Um, somebody else actually I thought about, but I can't remember who it was. One of the now. ones that didn't appear on any of the others but Fangraphs was um, Alex Vargas, who I think Ryan, when we did, when we spoke to Ryan Hunt, the uh, the coach 
um, in the Yankees organization. He told us to watch out for Alex Vargas, actually. He's at 13 on the MLB list. Is he? Yeah, he's at he's at thirteen. Our, yeah, our, our number thirteen. Yeah, not the. Uh, but was, but for me, it's the the Austin Wells. You know, we were talking about it with mm. him before we before we started. His name is being mentioned an awful lot. As obviously the, the main pick for us, he comes in at number six on the list. It's just that if you look at there's the, the assessments of what tools, what players got, and that's why they they make these assessments and things like that. But I think. Medina coming in at seven because I'm with you on this, Chris. Like that that surprises me because I would have I would have put him higher up. We've got this Oswald uh, Perez uh, as the shortstop. Then, shortstop then, yeah, then, then, then Louis Gill. Um, so there, there, there's some players that I think we're going to see them come through. But I think with the spare players we've got in the roster, once again, your Topmans, you thought we we've got some players to trade with there. But we know that Davy is certainly going to be in the you know. Making a significant number of appearances this year, so we'll see what happens as the others come through. But I'm, uh, I'm, so there's some inter- there's some interesting names in there. But it is, it's that. At what point do you go with Estevan Florial? You're probably, you're probably not going to make it with the Yanks. He may, he may be better served going to a, a Mariners, not you know, or someone like that, you know, and 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 finding, starting to get some game time now because it's obviously not going to happen for him with us. Yeah, it's it's an interesting list when you look at it, and there's some guys on there I'd never heard of. I'll be honest, um, who are sort of they don't sort of come to your um, come into your thinking until they, they appear on this list and stuff like that. But I could, as we as Jack had said before, I mean these prospects are only prospects; they're only um, worth anything until they actually prove themselves, and so many of them don't. So. But when you got the actual, when you got the the actual one hundred, that Jared Kalinak, who's been in the press with the Mariners, and their the their, their club president who lost his job for basically admitting what everybody knew about uh, players' contracts and uh, making sure you're extending the extra years. I was interested that Sixto Sanchez is only fifteen on this because I would have thought he would have been a bit higher up actually, the the Marlins guy, because uh, the, the, they talk him up a lot, but. At least we know we've got some players coming through. It's just that it feels to me that there's so much pressure on Dominguez now because he's in the number one chair. Uh, that, that's a that's a lot of burden for a young lad. But yeah, you're right. Didham's is the is the Yankees. And he's, yeah. he's he's the highest earning uh, junior player in the, yeah. I think in the history of the game. Isn't he something like that? It, it, it's tough. Don't get me wrong, but it's what you signed up for. It's what you signed up for. And um, it's his own fault for being so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's hope he live up to it, it pal. Like, yeah. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. And like I say, you you see the stuff on social media, and and you you hear the the bat hitting the ball, and you get excited by it. I know I know Jack's hair stands up on end when that <laughs> happens. The, the the good the good news I, th- I I thought when I looked at it is that there's a decent mix in the sort of top sort of seven or eight players. There's a, a catcher in there, a shortstop, outfielder, and some pitchers, which is all kind of key key positions for us coming up over in the next sort of three or four years. These are positions we're going to really need some help at. So you, you hope some of these guys can make it, but as I say, until until they make it, who knows where they're at. So anyway, I think pretty much we've covered what we plan to cover. 
I think we're pretty much filled an hour as well, Rob. Is that right? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd have been just about on there. Are we over? Yeah, no, no, we're, no, we're just over. No, we're just over. We'll cut, I'll, I'll edit out some of the stuff that doesn't need to be there about Jack's hair and shit like that. And... <laughs> well, thanks very much for joining us tonight. It's been good to get back in the hot seat. Let's um, try and aim to do this weekly now if we can um, there should be enough to talk about every week with spring training going on and new injuries happening, hopefully no more of them um, we'll have a quick round to see where we can find you guys Rob I'm on Twitter at uh, Rob Ratty Chris I'm on Twitter at Free Rain UK or Guildford Mavs uh, Jack uh, Twitter at NYNKs UK Cool, and I'm on Twitter at Celtic Yankees, and I think you can find all of us on the New York Yankees UK Facebook group, which is seems to be going really well. Some, some nice new recruits and um, a lot of enthusiasm for the season. Um, I've got to admit, I was a little bit down on things probably three or four weeks ago. Now I'm kind of getting excited, and things look like they might be coming together. So um, yeah, let's hope it's another good week and no more injuries, and we can we can look ahead to the. The coming well, season. I love, I love that Kev, this is your excited voice that everyone who's yeah. listening to this, this is what Kev sounds like. What is, this is Kev worse than Andy Murray? This is what people people listen, people listen to me to go to sleep, mate. <laughs> Do you want me to get excited? You can barely contain contain the excitement. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. Anyone else excited? Anyway, is this mate, enough I excitement am... for you? Do you Baseball's me... back. Do you Baseball's want me to back be, and that's why you're excited. It's do you back. want me to be smashy and nicey next week and be all excited and do this shit? Because yes. I can. If that's what you really want me to do, I'll do it for the whole podcast. All right, guys, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. next week. See you in two weeks. <laughs> see? See? It starts already. You try to change, you try to be positive and they just drag you back down. Bloody trolls, I don't know. Anyway, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. I'm going back under my bridge. Good night. Ha, ha, ha.